This is Going Boldly, the podcast. Here's your host, Russ the Big Guy. Hi, it is Russ the Big Guy. I'm a lifelong entrepreneur who is very familiar with the struggles and successes related to running a business. I know it is definitely worth the struggle. The freedom and unlimited potential keep me moving forward, fueled by my why. Aligned with that is my desire to share with you, the entrepreneur and aspiring business owner, entertainment, information, inspiration, and even transformation into an even more amazing entrepreneur and human. To those ends, please enjoy this episode of Going Boldly. Here we are, and uh, this is our inaugural video podcast, Johnny. Inaugural? Inaugural. I, don't, that, I think that means the first one. Okay, I was going to say, because I really don't know what that means, but it's good. I'm, I'm glad to be part of the inaugural. You know what it means. Well, I thought maybe I was going to be, you know, isn't that something presidential? We're inaugurating you into the, uh, into the video club, the Going Boldly Video Club. So this is Johnny Only, everybody. Welcome to, the, welcome to uh, Going Boldly. Thank you, Russ. And this it's is your this is your second <laughs> your second appearance on our podcast, but the first in, in in physical video form. Yes, yes, and I am. I, it's a great honor, Russ. <laughs> Thanks, John. I'm experiencing inaugural honor. <laughs> All right, right this now. is inaugural. That's good. Uh, and and then uh, I should uh, make a note that uh, Amanda uh, Roberto is hiding over in, in the other end of the studio. Uh, does not want to be on camera, but uh, will say hello. Hello. Now, <laughs> I always get sidekicks in here and and, and helpers and, uh, and partners who are shy, and I, I'm not sure. I don't know why. Yeah, I I don't know why you would attract. You know. Uh, so, uh, um, Amanda's actually um, a mental health professional, and right now with the Hope Center. So, if anybody needs a counselor. Um, therapy if you have grief or depression or need uh, help with uh, life coaching or life adjustment i'm calling you right now amanda's amanda's really good she we did a test we did a test recording and we just we did a lot of like uh personal talking it was like exchanging of uh feelings and um, a lot of empathy and i cried a little oh my god (laughs) yeah it was pretty good actually i'm calling you she's pretty good and that was unofficial okay very good very good (laughs) so That was free. <laughs> she didn't charge me. <laughs> Perfect. So, no, we were testing some of the equipment, and we decided just to have a conversation. It worked out pretty well. So, um, for our viewers and listeners, uh, Johnny uh, Jonathan Wright uh, goes by Johnny only. And I know the answer, and I tried to – someone had asked me about it, why you got the name of Johnny only. Because I was stymied when I first met you. I'm like, Johnny only. Like, why are you Johnny only? Well – the uh, I would say the the real reason I think is because I was working a day job as a shop carpenter and my boss found out that I was no longer going to be in a band that I was going solo. He found out I was going solo. Oh, and he said, "Oh, I guess it's Johnny only now," and it just stuck. And it stuck. So yes. you were in a so you were working as a carpenter. That was your day job, I assume. That was my day job. And then you were in a band at night. I was in a band at night, and I decided to quit the band. How old were you about? Nineteen or something. I'm thinking I was 27. Oh, this is later. How long were you in a band? Wait, wait, wait. No, you're well, right. I, I you're was no. thinking you was like okay. Go ahead. It was when I was like 25. Now I'm thinking okay. 
Were you in a band, like a garage band in high school and then thereafter? Yeah, I started in my senior year and then I was in the, these bands for, I don't know, four or five years. Yeah. And then the DJ business came around. So I quit the band to be a solo act. Okay. Hence, now, did that, did, how did that affect your dating life at the time? I was married at the time. <laughs> Okay. So it did not affect my dating life at all. Oh, it didn't? <laughs> was, the wife, was the wife happy that you went out on your own or no? Um, actually, <laughs> yeah, no. I, what, you, I, didn't, you were no longer married at that time? What no, I was definitely married at the time. I think it was just one of those things, you know, that was just what okay. I did. It was yeah. just me. Gotcha. Yeah. So you've been doing music your whole, pretty much your whole life, right? Yes. What about before high school? Were you like, were your parents or whatever like, oh, little Johnny, look how he, he play, look how he bangs on those pots. <laughs> look, look a little Johnny. He loves to play those old 45s and dance around the living room. When I was in third grade, yeah, my mom said, it's time for you to start learning an instrument. Oh. And I was like, oh boy, I get to play the trumpet. Because that's what all the cool people do is play the trumpet. Okay. Yeah. In fact, I had a plastic trumpet when I was five and I hit my brother over the head with it, broke the trumpet. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, you know, that was about the end of that trumpet. And so now my mom was saying I was going to learn an instrument. So I was like, oh, I'm going to learn how to play the trumpet. So I, I go to school the next day because the, my mom called the school. She had signed you up for the band or whatever. She had signed me up to play the violin. Oh, well, that's a bigger weapon. That's Yes, but it's not cool for young <laughs> virile males to learn how to play the violin, especially at that time, well, that time yeah. of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Now if I had, if I had learned how to play the trumpet instead yeah. of the violin, I would have turned out to be like extremely cool. I'd probably be a movie star by now. Oh, well. You know? <laughs> life life has those twists and turns. <laughs> yeah, but instead I learned how to play the violin, and I continued in that until um, until the, the music teacher at the high school got some guitars in, and so I started learning guitar. Oh. In high school because the music teacher got some guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you were, so you were the guitar player in the band. Wait, well, were, you, no, the, were no. you the front man? No, no. I mean, oh. wait, wait, are we talking about high school now? I skipped wherever, whatever band you okay. were in. Okay, yeah, once I got in the band, I was the guitar player. Yeah, yeah. I was the lead guitar player. Okay. Yes. Much cooler than a brass player or in the brass section. You know, I, it actually, in retrospect, it, yeah. it was much cooler. Right. And it is much cooler, but at the time... You know, I just wanted to be a trumpet player. So did... I, I wanted to be in marching did, band. Let me just say, you did? Yeah, I wanted to be a marching band. That's where all the cool people were. They went to the football games. You, I don't... I'm not sure they're really considered... Well, Parents, when, when if I, you want your children to be cool, <laughs> when I was, give them a brass instrument to well, play. When I, was in, when I was that age, the cool people were not in marching band. <laughs> it was almost the opposite. But... To be to be cool, you could be in a in a, a garage band. Then you were cool. You know, I'll, I will I will go for that. By the time I was in the garage band, it was pretty cool. Yes. Okay. At least in my own mind. Well, it was yeah. No, cool. you were, and you were a guitar player, so I, that was I way better was, than the drummer, and that maybe yeah. not as good as the front man, but you yeah. know, it was good. It was good. Better than bass. <laughs> Definitely better than <laughs> on the pecking order. <laughs> but all you bass say. players out there, I love you. Yeah. Uh, we guitar players. They're all guitar players, anyways, because somebody dropped out of the band, and one of the one of the um, one of the members fell on their sword and said, "Okay, I'll play bass." <laughs> Is that true? Um, Pretty much, right? 
I mean, that's why I started playing the bass. I mean, I was never a bass in a band, but I own right. one because it's oh, like, yeah, you're you know, a string player. You it's got a string. Yeah. yeah. My daughter is that too. She just, strings. she can play all the stringed instruments or five. We have a, I don't know. Yeah. No, well, we got, we got, I have a bank of them and in the studio next door, there's, there's guitars hanging all over. There's a uh, band guitars. There's mandolins you and the, the little, what do you call it? Ones. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, the ukulele. <laughs> Ukuleles. we got a couple of them. Yeah. And nice. more. So. Anyways, back to you, John. And um, uh, so, all right. So we're talking about the music. Let's let's just go right there. Yeah. So now um, you are still musician, and you've been um, recently you've been performing for seniors. You have a special. I don't know. Are you writing? Are you doing like American standards and like, or not standards? What do they call them? Like Americana, like old uh, for the seniors. I definitely am. Like Do you doing originals? No, oh. no, not originals for the seniors. Okay, either really old stuff or else more Americana kind of stuff. You know what? I've always uh, admired musicians and how um, you can you can remember where all the notes go and like all the lyrics and everything without cheat sheets. It's getting harder and harder, Russ. Oh. <laughs> okay i get it so you and i go way back actually to toastmasters where we were both in improv for yes. a while together yeah uh, i stayed in it you got out you were doing you were djing weddings and stuff at the time so you've been like you've been self-employed as long as i've known you very busy always doing projects and you have tons of stuff going on now let's go right let's go right to the kids music because i sure. think that's where you have an amazing talent when my kids were small in fact, I just found a CD, so it wasn't long, it wasn't so far back that there weren't CDs, but it was in the CD era, and I have bump bump bumping along. Um, I think is riding the yes. the wagon. Bump and bump bump bumping bumping along. Yeah, I love bumping that song. along with you. So we used to play that in the car when we were on, uh, you know, when I was driving the kids around. Yeah. So my girls are. Uh, roughly five years apart so even the five-year-old was old enough the six-year-old the seven-year-old you know to listen to the music so yeah so nice. we love that stuff and um so why did you stop doing that uh why did i stop doing kids music yeah you stopped writing originals and doing all that well i'm I, I am writing originals again now oh you are yeah but i did stop because of covid like oh. it was just like yeah it's over man okay you know I mean, yeah. it was for a while. Yeah, because nobody. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially the kids. The kids didn't get together you because know? you. Oh, okay, because well, you're then, doing the live shows. That's why you're doing right. live kids shows for like for toddlers, really. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as, as soon as I started doing live kids shows again, like this year, um, I started yeah. writing more original material. Okay, for kids shows, because in in some ways with kids, especially if you're going to perform for the kids, you got to be like in their zone, you know, and like like the kids are in a different zone this year than they were pre-COVID, right? Like oh, five yeah. years have passed. So the, the cultural kind of touch points are different now, you know? Like give me an example, can you? Well, I mean, an easy example is that is that the kids are all on tablets. Oh, yeah. Phones yeah. and laptops, you know, not really laptops. Three-year-olds. So yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so, so you know, if you want to connect with where they're at, okay. you know, probably that's where you got to start you know whereas whereas before you know you could talk about whether you're going to be uh uh you know working in a skill or a trade or something like that you know i mean we're talking like 20 years ago you know you could talk about the farmer in the dell and old old mcdonald had a farm i mean i still do talk about farm stuff but it's just not as prevalent as it was before kids are not brought up in rural areas you know 
around animals for the most part they have pets they have dogs and cats and goldfish but they don't see a cow every day is there a new song that you've done recently um an original yeah actually i have one about wearing hats oh okay so kids actually still wear hats yeah these days yeah and so i've got a song about wearing hats okay now um you've you've actually started up your kids shows again yes and um so one of my memories of the kids shows back when my kids were little or or at least the youngest one was right you have a, a an interesting attraction to kids little kids i mean this in a good way mm-hmm. and the and the occasional mother that right. come to these shows right and the grandmothers oh absolutely and i just thought it was amazing because they come up and hug you and thank you. And I mean that, I don't just mean the little kids cause their mom told them to, but I mean, the adults do They they like, they have such compassion for you. And I, like, it's like some kind of magic or something. Like, do you have any idea what's happening? <laughs> do you agree that happens? Yes. Okay. And actually let me, let me tell you that after COVID it's a little different than before COVID. And I'll give you a perfect example. Okay. So one of the things that the parents, understand is very important for their children is to socialize them. So during COVID, all the kids are like not getting socialized. They're like stuck at home in their living room. And, um, but even before COVID, as the kids get to, I don't know what, age one, age two, age three, you know, you got to be learn what's the difference between a stranger. What's the difference between a friend? What's the difference between a family member? What strangers you can approach. And then even like working with other children, your own age, you know, um, play groups are still kind of big, but they kind of faded out during COVID, you know, and they're coming back now. But um, even with a play group, you usually they're smaller, you know? And so the parents are like, I want my kids to be able to handle themselves with other toddlers. And my shows are a social, safe environment where that can happen. Okay. Structured and safe. So, so the structure that my shows have, um, ask the kids to kind of interact with each other yeah, and to interact with me as the performer and to interact with their parent. Cause it's a, a whole experience, you know? Right. Yeah. And as the kids come to show after show after show, they learn the routine, they learn how to interact, they learn how to interact with others. And from a social socializing standpoint, it's actually extremely valuable to the parents I mean, and to the kids, but okay. the kids don't know it. But yeah. but the parents are like watching their kids like learn not only how to respond to me, the performer, but they're seeing their kids respond to other kids in an appropriate way. And like, it's a safe, there's other parents around. A lot of the parents are also very grateful to see other parents. Yeah. Um, so it becomes a, a community. Um, and I sort of become the leader of the community, even though I'm really just providing the structure. Yeah. I'm not doing anything but providing the structure. Nice. And so, yeah, the, the parents do, and I've, I've heard them kind of describe it the way I did sort of not those exact words, right. but they are super grateful because there's not a lot of opportunity for that around. Like if you go to a attraction, usually it's you and your kids going to the attraction without that interaction yeah. between you and another mom or, or you and some other kids that you sort of get to know because you're there week after week after week after yeah. week after week. Yeah. Cause that's another element of the show. It's like, unlike a big concert, 
people come to my show week after week after week and it becomes that community and I, and yeah i mean i think the the parents and the grandparents become incredibly grateful for it yeah and and the kids do also they kind of get to know me and they see me as one of those friendly figures okay and and they see me as sort of presenting them with a world that's not available at home oh you know interesting I know you're a very thoughtful person, so you you think about things a lot, and it so it's interesting that you've uh, that that you've sort of created this, and you're able to explain it that way because that makes sense. That's oh, like thanks. yeah, because I because I I've always been mystified by it. Not that I not that I didn't think you sh- could or should have right. that sort of appeal, but I just didn't understand the dynamics of it. And it, sure. that makes perfect sense what you're saying. Yeah. And that's why for me anyway, it's not enough to just redo the Raffi songs or the Wiggle songs yeah. or the Lori Berkner songs. I mean, I certainly do yeah. Raffi songs and Wiggle songs and Lori Berkner songs, etc. Right. However, the audience is in front of me and I'm like, I'm looking, I'm trying to evoke a certain response. And if I'm going to evoke that certain response, I need a song that's going to work right here, right now. And so sometimes it's improvisational, like yeah. on the spot. Yeah. But other times, like I'm improvising something and it works so well, I'm like, oh my gosh, we need that because that is exactly the uh, structure that will get this group to work together and experience something fun and educational. And um, yeah. So you save that. F- do you add that into your show for the future? Are you saying, or yeah? Well, usually, or, usually a song starts out as an improvisation in front of the live audience. Then really? I take it home, oh. and then I'm like, oh, we can work it this way. We can work it this way. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, so you do originals, originals, and then you do you also do your versions of some other songs, right? Yes. And then so, okay, great. This is a perfect segue into you know where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I do, yes. <laughs> Years ago, I saw a YouTube video of uh, Johnny Only, his daughters, and a whole gaggle full of kids singing Baby Shark and jumping in and out of a pool and just, you know, having a great time. Yes. And I thought it was pretty awesome. And then five five years later. Oh, all of a sudden, (laughs) Baby Shark is an international hit. So what, what happened with that, John? Do you, you want to talk about it or no? Um, no, I, th- I think we can. Um, you can. Uh, so, so basically Pink Fong. Because you have something else that just happened recently, which is kind of sort of a result of that. Yes. So yes. okay. So let's let's follow that trail. Let me let me let me summarize. Let me summarize. Okay. Uh, copyright and public domain and stuff like that. Okay. Good. So in in summary, is if I perform a public domain song, right? Such as such as Baby Shark. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> what are what are a couple other ones that would be public domain that people would know? Tutti Ta. <laughs> okay. Going on a bear hunt. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that. Like yeah. they're like camp songs and they're like things that like every generation has been singing when they were kids or something. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I maybe should check on going on a bear hunt. Okay. That might not be of public domain. But anyway, really? yeah, they're camp songs. How about like Low Bridge, Everybody Down? That's what I learned. I was in, we used to go to the library for a story time when I was a little kid and we had to sing that because it was a canal town. Brockport, right. Brockport, but, New York. But definitely camp songs. Okay. Definitely camp chants right they're chanted those are almost always public domain gotcha nursery rhymes public domain um so 
but but so 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 if I perform one of those songs exactly the way it's uh, recognized yeah. in in the world as a public domain song, yeah. then nothing happens. Nothing has changed. I've just performed a public domain song. Okay. However, if I record my own arrangement of a public domain song, my arrangement is covered by copyright. So not, how, not diff- the, how different does it have to be? Um, only my changes are covered. So 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 the whole song is not. It doesn't really? all the con- uh, this whole the whole public domain song doesn't all of a sudden become Johnny Only song, right? But the changes that I make and record, those make are that song. Those are Johnny Only's copyright covered changes. All right. It's kind of it's kind of like um like uh, if you're uh, have a copyright um, case against xyz band and yeah. they're using a uh, 16 bar blues yeah. behind their song yeah you can't tell them that the 16 bar blues is is yours you can't copyright violate them because they use 16 bar blues but if they go and nobody else has done that yeah during one of the chords in the 16 bar blues that is copyrightable that's theirs interesting yeah yeah. Okay. So anyway, so with with Baby Shark, I did a couple of changes, and those changes are <coughs> copyrightable. And those changes are copyrightable. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not I'm not saying I own the public domain right. Baby Shark. I'm not saying I own Baby Shark. I'm right. saying that I made changes that are copy covered by copyright. Okay. And then Ping Pong Ping Pong Ping yeah. Pong came along and made changes also, and they just seem suspiciously similar. To my changes. Okay. So that's the summary. Okay. And then and then that that allows me to maybe file a copyright claim against them, for example. Right. Yeah. And and there is a court case. Still? It's still, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So at least as far as I know, anyway. Oh. It's just, you know. I mean. Because <laughs> you have Korean attorneys <laughs> dealing with it? So um, there's got to be there's got to be a Korean attorneys that that see a huge payday for themselves that are that would be willing to that's got to be a multi million or billion dollar company by now based off of Baby Shark way more than that Russ way more than that really way more I mean I mean like 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 <clears throat> a the Baby Shark video by Pink Fong is the most viewed video on YouTube by a huge amount wow like by by like huge amount like unbelievable amount right and um depending on where you look it said that pink fong has made three billion dollars just on baby shark oh my like, goodness that has nothing to do with any of their other business like they have a whole another huge number of songs whole nother right. huge business right but they made three and it depends where you look i'm, I'm not saying right my right. number is accurate i'm right. saying it it could be argued <laughs> all right so 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 with regard to the idea of a payday yeah, yeah some sources suggest that they may have made as much as three billion dollars wouldn't they just on want baby wouldn't they just want to give you some money and make you go away one would think oh do you get an offer not you can't not, say anything yeah that not not uh of oh any consequence yeah yeah so are the korean attorneys at work or no are they slouching um it's it, no, I mean, it's it's there's there's another uh, like you appeal a decision okay. might be appealed. You oh. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's an appeal going on. Nice. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Okay. Remember, we, we go way back, John. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you win. 
<laughs> I'll buy you a new plasma screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you noticed this one's off because it failed just before we started. <laughs> I should have bought a new one years ago, but I'm cheap. See, that's a good thing when you. Uh, it's a good thing to have a friend who's cheap when you come into money. Just right. remind you. That. Okay. Yes. yes. Absolutely. I don't need anything very elaborate. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so as a result of this, all this, you've had some let some court cases you've had a, a judge in korea or whatever decide that you can use your version and they can use their version as from what i understand yeah that's about where it stands but yet they're that judge decided they were different that must be why right hence the the lawsuit hence hence the next part of everything yeah hence yeah, the appeal gotcha. yeah yeah okay so um so here comes an interesting uh even more interesting part um you must have gotten some notoriety about this. I know if I Google Baby Shark, your video comes up, and you and there's some news stories about this thing going on. And right. then, so you you have been doing those live shows, and recently you had something fun happen. Yes. And so tell us about that. Tell us how that went. Yes, I was. Con- I'm very excited for you. Excellent. That, yeah. Thank you. I'm excited too. Yeah. Yeah. I was contacted by a producer who is. Uh, uh, working for a director who is uh, doing a kids music documentary. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what, what, does a producer have a client, or are they just or are they just going to shop this thing, or what? Uh, this particular one is contracted by HBO. Okay. And HBO does a series called uh, Music Box, and what that series is is ninety minute documentaries, uh, all in involving music and yeah. musicians and musical yeah. things. They they uh, decided to invite me to be a part of the documentary, and they did the filming. And um, it's very exciting. They, they found my name through the Baby Shark, uh, uh, the, the, really? the song, through the Baby Shark song. But the, the documentary is not completely about Baby Shark. It's just that Baby Shark is the biggest thing to happen in children's music in yeah. a long time. And so if you uh, mention the Baby Shark phenomenon in the trailer or any of the... Sure. Uh, maybe even in the title. The title hasn't been picked out yet. Right. Um, you know, people will watch. Ah. And so it, it's, it's, it's deemed important enough of a topic that they can, they can get it uh, uh, made. Oh, and watch. I mean, obviously, it's got to be made and it's got to be approved, but it has yeah. been contracted, and their filming has already been yeah. uh, taking place. And hopefully, it'll hopefully it'll get uh, published. Yeah, yeah. Broadcast or whatever the yep. correct terminology is. Yeah, I know that I I had something happen to me years ago, and they sent a film crew and filmed it, and I went to the I went to the home the home location in another state, and you know it was a whole thing, and then nothing. Like I thought, oh, oh this right. is going to be great. Like this is going to help me launch some, launch some, you know, products and services and whatnot. And, uh, and it was like crickets. It's like, right. so hopefully it won't happen to you. Um, did they, did they, um, interview ping pong? Um, they were going to at, at the Ooh. last time I talked to them, they, yeah. they were not going to, oh. um, but they're still, they've, they've interviewed Lori Berkner, okay. uh, hero of mine there. They've interviewed, or at least they're going to be interviewing the Wiggles, uh, oh. 
uh, heroes of mine. Oh, they are? Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're, they're going to Australia to interview the oh, Wiggles. Oh, gosh. Um, but curr- currently, Ping Fong is not on the list, but I think they're still they're still trying to add. I believe they're going to have about uh, six artists. Wow. They're looking for about six artists. Oh, yeah. Because, um, you know, you just one artist talking about children's music might not be as exciting as having a multiple yeah, artist. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so do you, so they, they filmed your live show, I take it? My live show and an interview. Now, keep in mind, oh. keep in mind that they did not contract me. So I, my part could be cut from that documentary, you know. Yeah, you never The know. documentary is going to be, well, the documentary is contracted by HBO. Yeah. But I'm not contracted by the documentary. Yeah, so they it, can do what they want. Yeah, I still may not be in it. Hey, John. Russ. Let's play one of your songs. Oh, yeah, let's do that. All right, so here we go. Hopefully you can hear it okay. Okay. This is called The Storm. I like it. Is there a message in that one? So <clears throat> that one, if there is a message, it would be that uh, there's this serene whale uh, swimming under the water, all serene and, and safe at, at under the sea, you know, yeah. where, we, where, where whales are, are uh, where, where they live, right? But there's a storm on the surface of the ocean. And somehow the like the the idea of that is is like there's a difference between where you are and what's happening elsewhere yeah on the surface of the of the ocean there's a storm yes but you can be underneath all calm and serene because you're living in your sphere of influence yeah and you're living in the present and somewhere else, there's this huge storm. Now, additionally, this is a performance song as well as a uh, add-on song. Right. So children like add-on songs. So, and so in this one, the first verse is there was waves, and the second verse there was rain and waves, and the third verse there's wind, rain, and waves, and the fourth verse there's thunder, wind, rain, and waves, and the fifth verse there's lightning, thunder, wind, rain, and waves. And kids kind of love that kind of adding on because it, it uh, gives them the. Um, <clears throat> The ability to kind of memorize a pattern and to keep it going and to connect that pattern, like that the lightning and the thunder and the rain and the wind and the waves have something to do with each other, right? Yeah. So that that's like uh, lyrically, but then f- physically, so as a performance song, when I said it was a performance song, right. I meant that in terms of a kid's song... A performance song is one where the kids are literally helping you with the performance. They're literally acting out the song. So here's an example. And the waves went up, the waves went down. So the whole group does that with me, right? Yeah. Next verse. And the rain went pitter-patter, pitter-patter, pitter. And the waves went up and the waves went down. Next verse. And the wind went whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And the rain went pitter-patter, pitter-patter, pitter. And the waves went up. The waves went down. The next verse. The thunder went boom, boom, boom. And the wind went whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And the rain went pitter-patter, pitter-patter, pitter. And the waves went up. The waves went down. And so as... So you see the whole audience is, you know, yeah. theoretically the whole audience yeah. is doing this. Yeah. And so you're, 
the child is, of course, learning the motions and learning uh, the essence of thunder and lightning and wind and rain, uh, making the sound effects. But as a group, it's like this group performance thing that is just like really when it works, you know, obviously it doesn't really yeah. work if nobody knows the song or nobody's right. paying attention. But they or come, nobody wants but to the, do it. But they do know because they come back. But they come back time and time again. Or, yeah. 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 And you see the little kids going, the waves went up, and waves went down. These are toddlers? Or these, I mean, these are like preschool kids or these school age kids or? So um, a little bit of school age, but mostly, yeah. mostly pre-K and toddler. So they'd be, the school age ones would be like brothers and sisters of the pre-K yeah. tech because yep. came yep. with mom or grandma. Yep. So, and then we also have infants, but the parents will be this, helping man. the infants. Like let's say infant is on the parent's lap, right? Yeah. And the parent is holding on to the kid's arms and the yeah. waves go up. This is the parent holding yeah. the kids up and down. Yeah, and then the fun. rain went pitter patter. The parent is going, you know, with the kid's hands, you know, and it's, and it's just like everybody loves it. You know, what's good about it. Well, on a, on a bigger, bigger level, you're teaching people not to be useful idiots. What's that mean? Useful idiots. They're the people that they just jump on whatever bandwagon is happening, whatever storm, whatever conflict is going on. They they pick some some side because because it um, because it addresses their own echo chamber and it reinforces their beliefs and uh, and and all they're doing is giving fuel to someone else or some other organization to help support their agenda, which may not even be beneficial to the useful idiot who decided to jump on the bandwagon. This is happening all around us right now as we speak. Then you will love my hat song. Now I got to tell you about my hat song. <laughs> we got to get Amanda in here on this one too. As, as, as uh, uh, Amanda, Amanda knows the inside of the head a little better than some. Oh, that's so. great. That's great. Can I, can I talk about my hat song? Yeah, do the hat song. And okay. We got to get Amanda right. to weigh in. Right. She's trying not to say anything. So the hat song. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would say, I would say this hat is a construction hat. It's okay. safe as it can be. Right. What's this hat? It's a construction hat. This hat is right for me. Ah. This hat is a fireman's hat. Mm. A rescuer I'll be. What's this hat? Fireman's hat. This hat is right for me. Pretend I'm wearing a hat. Okay. Hats off for your neighbor. Take off your hat. I mean, you, you can pretend. Okay. You Hats off for your neighbor. Hats on for your friend. Tip your hat to a stranger. We're the same in the end. We all wear lots of hats. Right. What do we wear? We wear hats. Oh. What do we wear? We wear hats. Anyway, the point being I'm sorry. here, we what, wear hats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorry. Yes. So, so okay. the, the point being is yeah. that is that okay? Are well, you? There's a, there's a lot of subliminal you, you were just, messages. You, I know there. you were just talking about being in your own silo. You were talking yeah. about you know uh, confirmation bias and all this stuff. Yeah. Um. So so this hat is a construction hat. This hat is right for me. Am I? I'm I'm a construction worker. That's all I am. I'm just a construction worker. I'm in my silo. Wait 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 wait. This right. hat is a fireman's hat. Mm -hmm. This hat is right for me. But wait, but wait. We all wear lots of hats. Oh, yeah. So, so even though, you know, the YouTube algorithm wants to present us with the same kind of videos right. every time. Yeah. So like, oh, you're a construction worker. Yeah. But the truth is, we all wear lots of hats. Yeah. What do we wear? Lots of hats. No, we wear hats. Oh, we wear hats. <laughs> yes, yes. And then, and then the climax of the song right. is, 
And if you want to change, you can choose a different hat. Right. That's the climax. Nice. And, and I think I think it's just it's just so. There's multiple lessons in there. Necessary in this because it, it, it there's uh, obviously there's many reasons why we get in our own little silos, but the but the algorithm is part of it. I'm gonna ask Let's, you a tough question now. Yeah. Are they lost on? on toddlers preschool kids and here's the thing about children's music because we address this on the documentary all right because number one is children's music like even a thing like like if you play any song the kid is going to bounce around right you play any adult song you play any song with terrible death lyrics the kid's going to bounce around and think it's kind of fun so is children's music even a thing my answer is yes it is but is it the child that's choosing that song no in my opinion, it's right. the parent who's choosing that song. I mean, yes, after the child gets accustomed to that song, they'll say, oh, yeah, I want to hear Barney, right? Because right. they're used to it. Yeah, sure. Or I want to hear Johnny Only, right? Um, but at the beginning, it's the parent that says, this song is what I want my child to listen to because it's, it's, it has a message, has a positive message, it's happy, right? Yeah. Maybe not happy, but, but the thing is, there tends to be a development element to it like let's sing a b c d e f g h i j k do you really think the child would choose that song do you think the parent would choose that song yes would the child choose that song would they rather listen to gangnam style i think gangnam style they'd rather hear let it go Uh, let it go (laughs) or or anything right right but these songs become great like the abc song is great because they're getting reinforcement from the, the adults. Yes, the parents choose it. Yes. Gotcha. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, let's go back to the hat song. Yeah, yeah. So, so what happens is the the parents are like, maybe the kids like playing with the hats because I pass out hats during the song, right? But the parent is hearing the message, right? And a, a kids show like mine, anyway, becomes a whole family experience, and a family that plays together learns together. So the parents are learning. The, the meaning of those lyrics. And, and even on some level, you know, even the parents that are like, you know, a tree is a tree, you know, uh, on some level it's sinking in. Wait a minute. If I could change, I can just wear a different hat. And yeah. what we all, we are, we're all the same in the end. What? We all wear lots of hats. You mean maybe I don't fit in this silo? Like right. Maybe I have more parts to me than, you know, I'm just a dad. Mm. You know, I'm just a mom, you know, or I'm just a construction worker mm. or I'm just a part. So, so I, I think, and then, then the song comes home, right? You could, if, let's say, if mom's bringing him to the show, maybe dad's bringing him to the show, but this, the show comes home because, I, you know, they want to hear it now on, on Spotify or YouTube or, or by the CD, right? And now the whole family is listening to it, you know? At least once or twice. And I'm not saying that it's going to change the world. Yeah. But every little feather yeah. added onto the fam- the camel's back, you know. Yeah, 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 Every yeah. piece of straw is this yeah. straw. <laughs> there's, there's one straw that breaks the camel's back, right? You right. Know? And I'm not saying, you know, in this world, you know, we can't all be like, you know, peace and butterflies. But we can do our, our little piece. We can add our one little yes. straw to the camel's back. Wow, we're more alike than I realized. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, good. Wow. Yeah, it's it's and it's. Uh, I'm just sitting here. I'm like in awe of your like. You're you're um you're 100 in on this, and and that's and that's kind of like that's why this podcast exists because you're going boldly doing. You're like in your um like that you're in the you're in the zone man you're where you're you're doing what you're supposed to be doing like what why you're here 
Thank you, Russ. Yes, you. It's amazing. I, I appreciate that effort, and I don't think I realized it quite as deeply as just now, just watching you and listening to what you're saying, especially with the kids' music and stuff. Mm. So, I mean, I enjoyed them in the past. Sure, I, I, I enjoy. I as I told you before, I always enjoy the way you think about things and how you, mm. you know, it was something I always uh, appreciated about you, and I appreciated the the kids' music too. But I think it was more. I I appreciated it just experientially if that's the right word just with my kids when they were younger mm. oh do you know nice. what i mean right. so right. i really liked it and um, right. they responded to it but i don't think i didn't really think about it much deeper than that yeah uh, and and i think i think lots of times though people don't think about it much deeper but i do think that on a sublimal subliminal yeah. level it still makes a difference yeah i think it does too i agree yeah like even even in the bubbles song we're yeah. talking about the bubbles yeah, like song? the bubble song yeah yeah so bubbles bubbles they take away my troubles right like like that simple, but but the the idea of a pattern interrupt, the fact that you can change what you focus on, oh. you know. Uh, um, so it's not so much the bubbles are taking away your troubles, but they're they're like it's like the pattern interrupt is is uh, that concept is yes is cool. yeah. So I'm depressed. I can purposefully blow some bubbles or purposefully right. do something to change my state. Yeah, you know, and and I I think I'm trying to really illustrate that. Now you're into personal development the and lyrics. professional development and everything. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I really prefer lyrical content that actually has some sort of meaning and yeah. developmental yeah. angle to it. Yeah, and, and I hear you. That in in some ways, it gets to be a little bit frustrating that there's so much. N I I don't want to say noise. I want to say uh, other um, art. That is, that is, tends to be like just, uh, surface stuff. Like the, like it's, it's, it's yeah. not, not really reaching deep, and, more and the, deeply. the way I, the way I describe it and, um, this other organization that I'm involved with Acor and entertainment, um, some of the projects that we're working on, we've talked about this too. And the way I describe it is the difference between sort of like having a meal that's nutritious and it's filling and it's. Uh, nurturing your 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 soul, right? You're nurturing your body, right? So as a as opposed to like eating like candy and sugar, so you get an immediate hit and rush of the sugar, but then you crash afterwards, and there's really nothing uh, sustaining or fulfilling to it. Uh, it's sort of like even if you could compare it to the difference between happiness and joy. Like there are things that make us happy, but they're not really lasting. You normally they're they're short lived, mm -hmm. you know. Whereas joy is more fulfilling, permanent, long lasting. It's you know, and they're different things usually. Right. So it's that's that sort of thing. But i i use the I use the analogy of um of like something nutritious as opposed to like a sugary treat. You know, it's sure. like total. It's totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So that's cool. Um, wow. Um, you got, uh, we're going boldly. Johnny's going boldly. He's got other projects going on. I feel like that was amazing. Like maybe cover some of the other things that you're doing would be, uh, maybe not the place to go. Let's, let's mention a couple things that you're working on though. Are you, um, we mentioned that you're doing the adult programming. Um, <clears throat> and then you have another business, silent disco. You want to talk about that briefly? For sure. I don't for know sure. if it fits in with the other things we've talked about. It may just be totally separate. But as an entrepreneur, you have 
you know. Sure, I, w- I would love to at least summarize it. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. something I, yeah. I do. Um, so basically, uh, silent disco, for those who haven't heard it, is the trend for the DJ to bring headphones instead of loudspeakers. And we live in a world right now where many townships and uh, counties and cities, they're outlawing amplified music without a permit. So even the, even the town of Union voted really? on it. I don't know whether it passed. Even during the day? Um, it, the town of union was voting on it always. Wow, yeah, no yeah. So, so, I mean, it's, it's gotta be obviously louder than your phone, but, oh. but um, yeah, <clears throat> literally any amplified music where you're having an event and I don't know whether it passed in the town of union, but it has passed in many cities okay. and townships. Any amplified music needs to be registered and you need to have a, a permit to do Jesus. it. Um, Outdoors, outdoors, not in your house. As a libertarian-leaning sort of individual, <laughs> this but is it, like kind of it gets ridiculous at some point. But if you think about, but if you think about the population density, yeah, as so. the density goes up, yeah, it makes um, sense. Yeah. You know, I don't permit though, but well, anyways, anyways okay. Point being, point it's an being, opportunity for somebody. Yeah. And, point and being, you and I being one to pass down. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So, so if the DJ brings headphones instead of loudspeakers, you can have the party in the library. Oh, you can have the party on the bus. Okay, you can have the party in a room in the restaurant and in the restaurant won't bother the other diners okay yeah and and um where this also it's big is like maybe on you're having your wedding reception on a lake where you have a lot of campers around the lake and and the sound just kind of carries across the lake across the water yeah yeah so if you have silent disco headphones you can have the reception right on the lake um the other thing is that sometimes uh, music festivals a lot of people like to have music festivals in town because that's where the people are yeah so um as the hour gets late turn off the amplified music go to the headphones so, so you can keep the festival yeah, going yeah. so they're just battery powered wireless headphones they are they're, they're not bluetooth yeah they're fm short oh, range okay. fm uh special headphones and i rent them out right um to anybody any dj any human like you can also plug in your phone and do spotify or or, or i right. apple music um through these transmitters they transmit to all the headphones and so you got an instant party so um, the thing i thought was fun <clears throat> was you were telling me about having multiple djs like you could do up to three djs with your with your headphones i think yes so yes. how do, why would you want to do that and that is a fun way to do it number one there's three channels to these headphones okay so even if you don't have a dj you can have three playlists playing from spotify or apple music or what have you okay um but what's even more fun is if you have three djs so all the djs are using their dj skills to mix and oh. to try to capture an audience and doing shout outs to try to hype up an audience right and so you get that element of live a live dj and then you're still Still, the listeners can still switch from the red DJ to the green DJ to the blue DJ, and the headphones light up in the color of the oh, DJ they're listening to. Yeah. And so you kind of set up a little competition between the DJs. The okay. crowd is turning blue. I've got them going, you know, or the crowd is turning green or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or red. And then you get all excited. <laughs> and cool. But it's not just that. It's, it's just the idea that it's really fun to have those three channels because now you can have, let's say, somebody likes to listen to uh i don't know mainstream dance music somebody likes to listen to oldies you know someone likes to listen to more like a rap type of motif yeah um you can have all those different music styles in the same audience and they're hearing their own special brand of music um without having to 
get a different DJ. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. The DJ is cool. right there. Yeah. And then do uh, do you ever do the shows yourself? Do you like to DJ still? Like that kind of stuff? For sure. Yeah, yeah. We occasionally do shows. Usually okay. at the Lost Dog Cafe on the on Luma night, but we didn't do it this year. Oh, but um, but uh, we've done. I've done shows elsewhere, camps, uh, yeah. things like that. They're they're great for camps. Um, great for churches, schools, colleges. Um, you can even do um. Sometimes colleges, especially, will do like 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 um, movie nights. So you have the soundtrack to a different movie on your headphones. So you can each you have three three movies to, to switch from. <laughs> okay. um, they also use them at conferences as a breakout room. Like you don't want to pay extra money for an extra breakout room, oh. an extra sound system for the breakout room. You literally have your participants in the same room, but you have three speakers speaking simultaneously, one into each channel. So you can now have three breakouts right in the same room. Wow. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And that, yeah, that would help a lot of organizations who maybe even want to do it in-house, have their conference in-house or For sure. you know, in one of their own properties that maybe they don't want to run a huge ballroom or multiple rooms in that case. Right, right. You know, so yep. they just have one ballroom. Yep. So that's interesting. So you use a lot of your improvisational skills, your improv skills, like when you're DJing. For sure. you got to be like related. And the even, uh, which is interesting because years and years ago, that's out of Toastmasters, we were in the improv group together. Um yeah, you like to rehearse things more, but it's interesting that so much of you do actually relies on improvisation still on <laughs> your live shows, right? Right. Because you right. talk about that a lot, like the energy thing is important. Right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, yeah, so I've been actually doing a lot with improv lately. We do um, a weekly um, improv locally. We do a, like a drop-in Wednesday nights. Amanda, Amanda and I met at that improv drop-in. Yeah, I think so. Um, still going on. We spent almost a year now. Oh, nice. Yeah. And we're growing. We've kind of outgrown our space that we have at the library. And then I started another one in, um, a couple counties over. Oh, right. Yeah. For their library system. And I'm doing corporate training for them too. So we have a big training day coming up. Oh, that's especially as you mentioned that reminded me to, Mm -hmm. I could mention that. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. If anybody's interested in finding out more about that, um, I do offer training and I have a lot of people who are really good at improv that can help me if you have a huge group. But a lot of the skills that are used in improv are great for life. And then also they're transferable over into like professional development and that sort of thing. Uh, Trust and, you know, different communication skills, trust, empathy, and uh, uh, just, you know, so many more. Absolutely. And when you mentioned they're good in life. Yeah. Like the, the skills that you learn in improv, I think they allow, they help you to think in real time. Like, like when you're filtering what you say to somebody. Yeah. Like in improv, you learn that you have a choice in what you can say, I think. Yeah. I think a lot of people without that training, sometimes they don't think they have a choice. Like, oh, my, my emotions have been triggered. So I need to respond in this way. Yeah. Whereas I think uh, improv actually even the training even gives you an idea of how different responses yes. will either work in your to your benefit or or against your benefit. Yeah, you and there's a yeah, cuz you get to practice it and you experience it. Exactly. You know how it's successful, how it's not successful. Right. Um it's interesting because one of the keys is to stay in the moment, mm-hmm. right? So and that list you have to to do that, you have to listen. Um and list you don't not listen to respond, but listen to understand. There's a big difference. And that's I mean, I think one of the reasons why I like to improv so much is so many of the skills I needed and still need desperately. <laughs> so so it's like it's a way for me to always kind of keep practicing them, you know. For sure. And I am sure. getting better, you know, slowly. Uh so it's yeah, but it is interesting. So if you're per, if you're portraying a character uh in an improv scene, for example, you might want to react 
like however that character would react and you could uh, inform that based on your own emotions and your own reactions how you feel when you're in the moment paying attention to what's happening like what does that trigger in you and you could just react that way and then there's another concept too where you'd be like you know working off the top of your intelligence you're understanding what you're feeling you're understanding what what the other person is feeling you know the context of what they said and then you're you don't necessarily say your first thought or your second thought but you go to something more sophisticated let's say they call it like your third your third thought so yeah it's really interesting there's there's a lot to it you can learn a lot amanda you got anything to say about the improv nothing <laughs> oh geez i got all right we'll get her to talk more eventually there you <laughs> go. have to get her a microphone that works better yeah it's my fault in that one so all right anything else you want to talk about johnny only uh, www.johnnyonly.com yes yes all right and, and then there's a forward slash what well actually the johnny only kids music yeah. is at johnnyonlymusic.com okay uh johnnyonly.com i believe goes to my dj site okay and then there's djjohnnyonly.com which goes to my dj site i'll get the list for me after yeah. so i can and then there's <laughs> so i can publish them correctly silent-disco-rental.com well that's awesome man you're just like you're you are going boldly you got so much stuff going on you learn a lot from you um yeah, yeah touch base with john if you get a chance you know he's a cool guy thank all you, right Ross. so here's the thing uh which you don't know about oh okay i'm ready it's time to answer the questions. I double dare you. All right, Johnny, it's time for the questions. And uh, I didn't tell you about this because I thought it'd be fun just to hit you with them. And because we can always edit them out if, <laughs> if this is a disaster. <laughs> we definitely have to edit them out. This was a, this was a, a common element to the uh, audio only podcast. And, okay. Uh, so I need, I need to have, I should get a big, uh, I have to fix this so I could put the questions right up here or something. I, I need to be, somebody running the AV section of this. If only we had someone running the AV section. Hey, she's got her hands full over there right now. <laughs> <laughs> Asking her to talk on the microphone is pushing her over the edge. All right, I'm ready for that question, Russ. All right. Um, if you could have a conversation with a famous person, dead or alive, um, who would it be and what would you talk about? Okay, let me think. <laughs> i think yes jesus christ okay yes interesting yes and uh is he dead or alive <clears throat> i'll take the fifth uh. on that one i'll take the fifth <laughs> on that one okay all right so so the reason should i tell you the reason why please okay the reason is that of of all the people in history that have had their words uh twisted around yeah i think he is uh the winner and um <laughs> it, it like being misrepresented or, or excuse me misrepresented or misquoted or whatever is that um yes but also like the game of telephone where you whisper something in one person's ear and they whisper to the next person's ear and the next person's ear and the next person you go around the room right um you can already have a difference in answers but then figure you take that all the way through history and through f multiple writings of the of the transcripts before printing was ever even invented yeah and so somebody's like longhand you know writing it out and, and saying I think they meant this and by the time you get to what was actually meant I think that um, we'd be extremely surprised and and I don't know whether it'd be good or bad but so, I think we'd be excited so you uh, so what would you want to talk about you would just be like you want to hear what he has to say I would be like, like what really <laughs> happened and I also oh. be like be like what did you really mean when you wrote that 
you know? Okay, gotcha. So when you were in the temple, did you really... Um, did you really smash the tables uh, of the money changers? Exactly. Example? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you were on the mount, exactly. Did you? What did you say exactly? Did, yeah. And yeah. how many fish really were there? Right. Right. And and okay. what did that par that parable really mean? Okay. And like, what were you really thinking when you said? Right. Da 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 da. Okay. You know, because like, because you can get every pastor priest. Uh, um, Pope out there, you know, that will, will tell you maybe the same thing, maybe not, but I would be very surprised if any of them would be a hundred percent accurate. Cool. Okay. Question number two, if you could go back to age 18 or 20 around in there, those formative years, um, what would you want yourself to know? What would you tell that 18 to 20 year old if you could? You know, you know, having, th I have thought about this question, Russ, for more than a few minutes or, <laughs> you know, what? I think I would have told myself to learn how to play the piano. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. Because, because with the piano, there, there's, there's so much more th music theory laid right out in front of you on yeah. the, on the keyboard. Whereas with the guitar, my instrument of choice and, and skill is, uh, it's all so guitarishy, you know. Right. Versus on the piano, you got all those notes, and I think, I think, I think that would have helped me learn a lot more guitar theory. The keyboards are more, a little more visual, aren't they? Like they are in terms visual. Like, it seems like I'm not a musician at all, but it seems like there's you, high notes at one end and no low notes at the other, and the black ones are like flat or something, right? For sure. But there's 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 ten options. Okay. To create a chord. Ah. And so the voicings that you can come up with are so much more um, gotcha. reflective of the actual music theory behind the chord. Like when you're playing the guitar and yeah. they say play the XYZ chord, yeah. often you're playing, well, always, you're just playing six at the most six notes in that chord. Some notes have more than six, right. um, but some notes have chord have notes that are some chords have notes that are impossible to play on the guitar. So you substitute other notes or you skip other notes. Right. Um, you know, for example, the mysterious chord in "Hard Day's Night" uh, that the Beatles played. Right. My my understanding, I may be wrong. Forgive me, Paul, if I'm wrong. Uh, they had to use two guitars to get all those notes in there. Oh, right? all right, yeah. And because maybe there was, more, I'm sorry, if Paul, if I'm Beatles fans, if I'm wrong, I'm just okay. I'm just vamping here. Yeah. So on a keyboard, you just go. Yeah. There's all those notes, you yeah. know. Yeah. Versus on the guitar, you only got six, and you only got the ones that you can reach. Okay. With actually four fingers, right? Well, depends. I guess you use your thumb when you're reaching over the neck. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. There's five fingers. You usually mute with that, don't you? Yeah. yeah I know a little bit about it. There's six play. strings. <laughs> let's, right. let's go. I got your answer. Question, next question. <laughs> question number three. What is the most challenging internal obstacle uh, that you have to deal with? So, um, for example, imposter syndrome is one. Right? Yes. So usually obstacles that, that originate from inside of our head as opposed to outside. So it's not like... Uh, you know, the weather's bad. You have to fight the, the the weather or, you know, there was traffic and I couldn't get to work on time or whatever. Um, some, some sort of internal obstacle. So uh, how do you deal with it? 
Uh, do you overcome it? Do you not overcome it? So I fail on many levels. I fail on most <laughs> levels, I think. Um, well, we're not I, talking about failing. Okay. All right. All right. I think that the obstacles that I'm probably the worst at are not living in the present and not staying within my um, my field, my range of influence, my, my sphere of influence. So I like to be outside my sphere of influence and I like to either worry about the past Oh. Or, or worry about the future. Oh, no, you gotcha. don't worry about the past. You, what do you, you regret the past? What do you do? Yeah, you dwell on it. You dwell on the past and then worry about the future. That's what I like to do the most. Okay. So I'm very hard time living in the present and very hard time acting within my sphere of influence. Really? Yes. So how do you, that's a very common thing. So what, what do you do to uh, work with that? Well, I'll tell you what I should do and then no, I'll tell, tell you me what you do do. Oh. That's successful. <laughs> mostly i mostly <laughs> do 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 anything that's successful you must i mean i do i mean i i do i do you know say to myself you know i need to like get this done by this weekend you know um but i think i think and and but but it's accompanied by worry and yeah. then and then distraction like i'm like yeah. oh I, you know i i wasn't paying attention or 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 it snuck up on me i didn't get get it done when i should have got it done and now it's last minute now i'm struggling to reach the deadline so are you you're like really looking for things that actually work <laughs> here's <laughs> here's the thing that, that well, i here's do the, here's the thing here Wait, let me just what? let me just okay. jump in here all right we we all we all have them yes and for most of them never go away. Right. Right. So right. it's just a way to accept them. I mean, there are things that we can do to lessen their impact, but I mean, unless you're going to go for electroshock or something, they're going to be, most are going to be with us. Right. So it's right. like, how do you deal with them? Right. You have to, otherwise you just sit in your, you sit in front of the TV all day or whatever. Right. So, or you're, or you're, you know, you're going to be one of those cautionary tales that did too much Coke, you know, and just, fried their brain out so Not that what do you do thing. to function i would say there's there's the there's the correct answer and then i'll give you my answer all right go ahead the correct answer i think is to make a to-do list because oh. a to-do list is very simple it's like i have to do this right like it's not as hard like journaling is kind of hard meditation so the to-do list hard. keeps you in the, the, pre in the keeps present you in like, the present and the to-do right. list has things that are on it that are within your sphere of influence okay and so and they would theoretically they would move you forward towards your goals right okay. right so even in order to write the to-do list you have to be within your sphere of influence and your present because you have to like oh okay to do list yeah so so that's something that i think is the correct answer that's for a most tool people. that's a good a tool. tool a tool yeah. yeah yeah but i will tell you one thing that i do that actually does work okay and that is that my Wait, job whoa, 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 whoa. so what? the, the to-do list doesn't work for you no because i uh <laughs> i first do you, I, make, do you first, make the to-do list no i don't oh. make the list no, you don't even make it. Every once in a while I do, and then I, I okay. just I just ignore it, you okay. know? Yeah, so okay. I ignore the to-do list. Okay. Do you do you forget there is one, or do you just look at it and just, like, don't want to deal with yeah, it? Yeah, I just can't deal with it. It's okay. like, because the to-do list would be, like, force me to do that thing that's within my sphere of influence. Okay. It forces me to think about my present, be in, be in the present. Okay. And I hate that. <laughs> you need a man to serve <laughs> So here's what I do that does work. Okay is as a job description, I chose performance. Yes. And when I'm performing, not only does it give me a deadline, but performance is a, it has a start, it has an end, but in order to do it well, yeah. you have to be in the present. Yeah. You have to be within your sphere of influence. Okay. You have to be like very real about what you can do and what you can't do. Yeah. And, um, 
I am the most relaxed when I'm performing because I am forced to be in the present and I'm forced to be within my sphere of influence. And, and so when something goes wrong during a performance, yeah, like I can, I can hold the expression usually not, yeah. not always. Sometimes I make a grimace, but in, but usually, and it's not because I try to not make a grimace. It's because in that performance, I am so much in the zone that I'm like, that went wrong. Now I immediately have to do this yeah. to uh, compensate. Yeah. And the only way I'm going to be able to compensate is I need to move away from this bad thing that happened. So, so even if there is a grimace, it like happens like really quickly. And then I'm like, okay, we're back in the flow trying to make it happen. And so it's like, it's like and then people are like sitting there like watching you you know yeah and it like forces me to be in the present hmm. within my sphere of influence and and like i say it's, it's one of the reasons i love performing hmm. is one of the reasons i'm good at it too i guess is because i can maintain that yeah but um but i am the most relaxed while i'm actually during a doing a performance i'm worried like heck before a performance yeah yeah I, you know that's one of the reasons why i want to get out of the wedding yeah. business because i just i worry yeah. so much <laughs> and i don't i don't follow my to-do list <laughs> i got a gig coming up this weekend i'm so worried yeah you know i'm like i'm like you, worried you kind of overbooked yeah but but like honestly once once those gigs happen once the action starts happening I will actually manage to stay in the present hmm. and I will actually be within my sphere of influence. And then, you know, Monday will come and I'll fall apart again, you know, worrying about things, you know, regretting things and, you know, learning things that are way beyond outside of my sphere of influence. Or so I'm not, I'm not sure that you, I'm not sure that you gave us a tool that works for you. <laughs> no, no, it does work for me when I perform. Well, you can't be performing 24 seven though. True. But it motivates me to book another gig. Ah, yeah. Oh. And, and I should say that e even though DJ performing, I do, I do, I'm pr pretty good at staying in the present. Yeah. Like guitar playing and singing. It's multiplied by, by quite a few times hmm. that I'm much, much more in the, like you gotta be, cause you're going to miss the next chord Interesting. You, or the next lyric. Yeah. If you're not staying in the present, you know? Well, that's interesting because you would have to also be thinking about what's coming up. So you're going to have to be projecting yourself forward at the same time or not, that or is, you're compartmentalized more or something. That is true to, in a, in a sense, huh. um, but I'd almost, I'd almost argue that, that, that projection of like what lyric comes next, what chords mm. comes next. I'd almost argue that that the time is compressed so much by the skill that you are actually in the present. Like, like, yes, mm. yes. You, I, you, any musician has to be ahead of where they are. Right. So you're reading the, the notes here and you're playing the notes. You're reading them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's why, like, if you're a page turner for a concert pianist, you know that you turn the page, you know, I don't know, eight bars before hmm. they get to that spot. Hmm. Um, and, and even if you have the, the show memorized, you're thinking ahead, like, okay, what's the next? Like, I'm singing the chorus right now, but the next verse is going to start. I'm singing the chorus on autopilot, and I'm thinking, what's the lyrics to the chorus that comes up or the, to the verse that comes up. And so I'm like, and it's like, maybe there's a tough chord change that I know that I have to do mm. right before that verse. Yeah. I am thinking about it, but I'm singing the chorus right now. So, so, but I, but my argument is that, is that you're still in the present that, that, that moving ahead is, is only supporting the present. Unlike on Monday 
when my my thinking ahead is like making me worry it's making me like yeah. ineffective it's making me want to do like it's making me want to eat emotionally it wants me to have that candy and that those carbs you know hmm. i'm worried about you <laughs> <laughs> all right man all right that's good all right. I don't have any more questions. That was it. That was it for the questions. Oh, dang. I was getting ready for the next one. <laughs> no, that's it. All you right. got anything Whew. else you want to say? We're, we're at the end. All right. No, no. I, that's great. It's, it's all, been a great interview. I just Thanks. want to say it's always a pleasure, Russ. Of course, man. I love you, man. And I and I, I love you, too. And I Thank want you. to say I want to say that the fact that I called you yeah. first about that gig that was double booked. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I did call my employee yeah. first. Did but, you get her? But, and she is doing it. Okay, yeah. good. But <laughs> as far as people who are not working for me, yeah. you're the person I called first. Really? And I was thinking about it on the way, on the way over. The number of times I that I've called me. you. Yes. If there's something weird going on in my life, right. I call you. Yeah. You don't call very often, though. You could yeah. call more. I'm, I'm telling you, if I was in jail. Yeah. Just thrown in jail, by the way. And okay. I had one phone call. <laughs> You're pretty funny. I would call you, Russ. Thank you. Oh, that's, yes. Yeah, really? Yes. Oh, that's good, John. Thank you. All right, which actually, so actually, I do have a closing. All right, so <laughs> you reminded me. All right, so this, uh, all right, so uh, one day out of the blue, I get a phone call. This was, I don't know, this could have been a couple of years ago now. And I get a call, and it's, and it's John on the phone. And he says, I'm paraphrasing, but this is pretty close. He says, hey, Russ. I go, hey, John how's it going he goes oh, not too bad uh i said uh what's going on he goes i'm in a mexican jail <laughs> i said i said you're in a mexican jail it's this unusual that john comes john leads with a joke uh, so i'm like you're in a mexican jail i'm thinking all right wait a minute so i'm waiting for the punchline or you know the rest of the joke nothing's coming i go wait a minute i go you're not in i know you're not in jail i, I don't think i go are you in Mexico? And I didn't expect him to say yes. He said, yeah, I'm in Mexico. I go, I go for real. He goes, yeah. I said, well, are you really in jail? He goes, no, but it's kind of like jail. I go, what do you mean? So do you want to, do you want to just briefly, we're at the end. So, but could you want to briefly explain what you did? I was at the Santa Vive wellness hospital and the Santa Vive wellness hospital is you're kind of walled in and uh, you can't get out. And they don't let you go out. Is this a mental hospital now or for, for <laughs> viewers? <laughs> I, I was being treated for Lyme disease. Right, which you had for years. Which I had know. for years and I didn't know. So right. so for those viewers who may be worried about the, having Lyme disease, there is a solution. And it is in Mexico. And it is called Santa Vive Wellness Hospital. And it doesn't take your health insurance. It doesn't take your health insurance. And while you are there, you'll feel like you're in jail. But a very nice jail. And once you leave, you will be healed. Amazing. And so the part where you were, you were like, you were lonely that night. You were like, you were, they were making you eat like vegetables and mushrooms and stuff. And there was no, ham, there were no hamburgers. Yes. And you were you couldn't have your cell phone outside of your room. Right. You can't, can't yeah. as I recall. Yes. That's exactly. You couldn't have your cell phone outside the room. Yes. You had to eat like all healthy food. Like we're talking so healthy, like, like mushrooms with every meal. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you got to have meat on Friday, I where, think. Where were they shooting you up with? Um, Anything? Like antibiotics and stuff? Yeah, like wheat juice and stuff. No, I mean, literally, like, oh. are you getting IV stuff? or? Well, then they give you, they give you uh, um, hyperthermia treatment. Um, Hyper, which is they, they cold? No, hyperthermia is oh, hot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they, they treat you up. They heat you up. 
Ooh. to 107 degrees. Yeah. And they hold you there for three, well, actually for a total of four hours. But at the three and a half hour mark, they inject you with with antibiotics, but they don't inject it into your arm. They inject it into your like aorta or whatever, Jeez. your like main artery. Yeah. And um, they inject you for like 30 minutes, like every antibiotic ever known to man. Actually, that's not true, but they do a inject lot. you with a lot of antibiotics. Right. And um, the hyperthermia kills the, um, it wipes out the biofilm, the protective biofilm around the Lyme microbes that prevents the antibiotics from getting to them ordinarily. Wow. Yeah. And so that's why they heat you up and they keep you at this temperature. And <laughs> I that's, just, I just realized that <laughs> YouTube is going to cancel us. <laughs> they are going to, they're going to cancel us. I better cut this out. Uh, no, because, leave it <laughs> because the FDA, the FDA considers right. 105 degrees brain damage. Jeez. So the FDA will not let you get heated up past 105. Yeah. But in Mexico, they heat you up to 107. They consider 108 to be brain damage. Huh. And this may be what's happened to my brain, Russ. Maybe it got no, you up seem, to 108 than you were in the past. And this was all on the heels of open heart surgery. Um, exactly. So you, you, you're a survivor. <laughs> yes, Russ. Yes, Russ. And for those those of you who are who are uh, who are Lyme sufferers in the U.S., yeah. if you've had chronic Lyme, I'm not talking about where you get uh, antibiotics right away. Because when you get in the U.S., if you get antibiotics right away, it 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 cures it. Yeah. But if you have chronic Lyme, which is like you know 15 years, like I had it, and they give you antibiotics in the U.S.A., it does not cure it. What it does is it goes into remission, so you're not cured. Okay. So so how's your Lyme? Well, it's in remission. That's in the USA. But if you get treated in Mexico with all this stuff, this hyper hyperthermia, and and they also do hyperbaric oxygen and stuff like that and other things. Right. But they actually cure it. Wow. So your Lyme is actually cured. Hmm. But it's not covered by health insurance. So you need to have your money. You gotta have savings. You gotta call your friend Russ and have Russ pay the bill for you. Yeah, right. Is what you need to do. That's why Russ's TV doesn't work because he <laughs> paid the bill. That's I didn't pay the bill, but you you paid it. He didn't. Yeah. But. So well, hey, you had the money to do it, so thank God for that. I'd rather be poor than to be sick. Yeah. Well, you're making the money now, Johnny. Yeah. Especially when you get that uh, this <laughs> ping pong settlement comes through. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. All right, we're all set. Thanks, guys. That concludes another episode of Going Boldly. I hope you were entertained and you discovered at least one nugget of wisdom or advice that you can put into action immediately. Or maybe you received some inspiration from today's episode. And I'm certain you know at least one person who needs this podcast. Please share it with them. You might be the important link that will change their life for the better. Subscribing means you will not miss an episode. And it will make it easier for me to schedule guests because I can show them that the audience is growing. So please subscribe. It will benefit us all. Let me know how I can make this show even better. Leave a comment and send me a DM. I read everyone personally, and I do my best to respond to each and every one. As a thank you, I'll be awarding prizes. And to keep you on your toes, the winners will be randomly selected from names I find in the comments, shares, DMs, and from the list of subscribers. Prizes might be Going Boldly merch or products supplied by my guests or just something random and fun. But you have to comment, share, DM, or subscribe to be eligible to win. A special thanks to Brenna Swanger at Waverly Manor Studios for our great theme music. 
And finally, thanks for listening. Go boldly, keep at it, and wash your hands.